Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, The Bachelor. Sounds fake, but okay. Offense. What? Offense. What does that mean? I'm saying hello to offense. Why? Or why would you be greeting offense? Well, because today's episode is on The Bachelor. Oh. Well, Kayla just told you, I guess, what our episode this week is about. So we've been wanting to do an episode about The Bachelor for a while now, mm-hmm. but neither Kayla nor I watch The Bachelor. No. Although we know plenty of people who do. Yes. Um, Kayla, explain to the people who may not know what The Bachelor is, what The Bachelor is. Okay, so The Bachelor is a reality TV show started in America. I know they at least have an Australian one now, because mm-hmm. our friend Miranda. Oh! Mm. Backtrack it. Update. So, update. So, you all remember Miranda has been a guest at least, like, three times. Yeah. Our most frequent guest. She's downstairs right below us She right listens now. to all of our podcasts live because her room is below mine and we have thin walls. Hello, Miranda. I was hoping for a response. I was hoping she would hear us, but she might be, like, watching TV or something. Um... But anyway, she was on a very early episode about awkward flirting. Like episode six or something. Yeah, it was eons Very ago. early on. But she has given us permission to announce that she is now in a relationship. And this isn't new news. We just kind of forgot I just about the fact that... forgot that it was relevant... Relevant to this. ...to this. Um, but so, she would like to announce that it worked, and it can Her awkward happen. flirting... Dreams... success. ...do come true, I think she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, just So, saying. anyway. Um, but anyway, Miranda... The was, Bachelor. Miranda was showing us who the Australian ba- Bachelor is He's getting be. a PhD. He looked like a nerd. He looks like exactly her type. Yes. So. Anyway. <laughs> um, so The Bachelor is a reality TV show where one man who is single, a bachelor, goes on, and then, like, 20 single women go, mm-hmm. and they all live in a mansion together, mm-hmm. and they all date, all the women date this guy at the same time, mm-hmm. and then, like, each week he gives a rose to his favorite girl of the week, yeah. and then, like, one gets kicked off, and he's like, I don't like you enough for you to stay, mm-hmm. and then it progresses through the weeks, and, like, they eventually get to a point where, like, he goes home with the girls and, like, meets their families, or they, yeah. and then they meet his families, and mm-hmm. then they go. His families? His multiple families? Maybe. And then they do, like, a vacation somewhere, and they have, like, fantasy suites. Yeah. So they, like, ooh, spend the night together. Ooh, what's gonna happen? And then... Sex. At the end, a lot of... Recently, it seems like they always propose at the end. Yeah, you don't don't have have to to propose, but it has... It it often happens where they propose. So they've got to be, like, 15 seasons in now. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Most of the couples... like, a majority of the couples don't work out. No. The first, the first ever one couple did. is still together so and doing very well. There's also The Bachelorette, which is the same thing, but, but reverse it. Yeah, 20 men and one woman. And then there's Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise, which is when you... I think it's, like, previous think there's Yeah, but there's, like, men and women there's at men the same and women. time, and they all kind of date or something. And then the, the British one is Love Island. That's funny. Um, So, you know... A lot going on. Yeah. But this has been a staple in American reality television for a long time now. Yeah. Um, 
and we <laughs> I've never been into it because to me it's it's I mean it's so heteronormative yeah. I was thinking recently like how would it work with gay people I but would... then but then we were saying that like well what happens if some of the people end up dating each other instead of the person that well, they're supposed to be was, dating. Well, there was... I don't think it was the American Bachelor, but where was it oh, that two of the women like, left together and was, started dating? I think it was, like, Singapore? Yeah, it was, I think, an Asian version. I can't remember where, exactly, of The Bachelor. But two of the women contestants, Yay. like, both quit, and then, because they were in love with each other, and it was magical. Bachelor? Gay? Bachelor? It was The Bachelorette. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. <laughs> um, oh no. Anyway, Wes Air is looking no, this up. It's not American. I want it to. Mm. Anyway, the reason oh, it was Vietnam. I thought oh. I, the first thing I thought was Vietnam, and then I was like, no, it's Singapore. I don't want to mix up these countries because it makes me seem uninformed. It was Vietnam. Okay. Anyway, this show is pretty wild from any perspective the fact that like you're dating 20 women or men at once and then mm-hmm. by the end of 20 weeks you like are suddenly in love yeah and often they tell many of the people that they're in love with them and yeah. it's just wild there's so much kissing they they just no, I'm not done yet they, sorry they just show so much kissing they do they added a lot of kissing together anyway so it's wild from any perspective but especially from an arrow ace or a demi perspective mm-hmm. i think it's extra wild Mm-hmm. To be like, first of all, you expect me to become attracted to this person at all. And second of all, it's supposed to be within a span of, like, a couple weeks. couple weeks. Yeah. And, like, all of the people are, like, stupid attractive. Yes. Like, unrealistically. And then, like, of course, they also, the producers also want to make good TV. And wow, did they do that this this season. Um, I almost said this semester. Um, but they... They... It's kind of like any other reality show where they're going to pick people that are going to make for the best TV. Um, And so, yes, they're going to pick the most attractive people, but they're also going to pick the people who will make drama and will be catty and, like, that sort of thing. So, like, there's drama between the girls in the house. There's, like, the other night they just had the women tell all episode. Well, they also, the women slash men that are contestants, like, they're not allowed to have, like, the internet there and when like you know the other people are off on their dates they just have to like sit in the house yeah and talk to each other which we realized was a great opportunity to finally read all the books we've been meaning to read yeah so um maybe we'll just go on the bachelor just so we can read some goddamn books the thing about it though i would lose all my snap streaks you would it's also very expensive to go on the bachelor slash bachelorette because like if you've ever watched well probably more so for the bachelor because bachelorette it's just like Suits are expensive, though. Nice yeah, ones. but you don't need to have as many. That's true. But the women, a lot of times, wear, I think, like, every rose ceremony, wear those, wear these, like, fancy, yeah. long dresses. They're kind of, like, prom-looking dresses. Yeah. And they have to buy all that stuff themselves. Yeah. It's crazy. It's expensive stuff. But, so, we've been wanting to do this episode for a while, where we watch some of The Bachelor and just talk about it. Now, when we watched The Bachelor this week, it actually wasn't for the podcast. It was because the internet was going crazy. Um, Because the current season of The Bachelor, The Bachelor is this guy named Colton Underwood, who apparently was a former NFL player, used to date Allie Raisman, I guess? I don't know. Um, But he's the contestant. He was on last season of The Bachelorette. Oftentimes, someone that lost the season of Bachelor such. Bachelorette yeah. goes on to be the next. To be the next Bachelor. 
yeah, or a bachelorette, yeah. depending on what their gender is. Um, yes. Um, and there was just so much drama, because this guy, I mean, it's stupid attractive, as they all are. And then he's, like, he's 30, and he's, like, I'm still a virgin. And so, of course, that many, most people think that that was why they chose him. Well, for, yeah, because for the he said on The Bachelorette, like, last season, like, oh, I'm a virgin. And then mm-hmm. they edit to, edited the clips together to make it look like the girl was, like, laughing at him and making fun of him. Yeah. And then she was like, I wasn't. They just made it look like that. Yeah. But anyway, so I think that's why they chose him. Yeah. Because that's just good TV. It is. However. Virginity is a construct. Here's my thing about him being a virgin. Yeah. Is A, it's a construct. B, who the fuck cares? C, he's not. Yeah. Because he said, you know, they do the confessionals where they're just, Mm -hmm. like, interviewing them. And he was like, you know, I've done, like, other stuff. I've just never gone, like, all the way. It just depends on how you would define but the, virgin. Yeah, but, I like, try not to define virgin, because it's fake anyway. I try not to, but, like, also, the idea that, like, virginity is lost once there is, like, vaginal intercourse yeah. is very heteronormative. It is. To me. I mean, everything about this reeks of heteronormativity. I know, but, like, there's... He's not a virgin. <laughs> okay, anyway. Or at least they, like... It's not like he hasn't done anything, so there's extra no reason to make a big deal out of it. So it's not right. like he's never seen a naked woman. Yeah. Like, he's done it. Right. But people are just like, how can he be, like, so attractive and a football player and 30 and still be a virgin? So, like, whatever. Good TV. Yeah. Um, and then they have been teasing all season this moment where he just jumps a fence. A very tall fence. A tall not fence. Not a short one. A tall fence. And it happened in the episode this past week. Yeah. Um, we didn't watch it live. We didn't watch it live. But... Because everyone on Twitter was talking about the fence jump, because they'd been, like, like go, like go uh, building up to it forever. Um, like, the, the host me- was tweeting about it on Twitter. The memes were funny. So the memes were good. really good. And so we were like, we, we have to watch the episode now? Yeah, so the next, the day after it aired, <laughs> we got it on demand, and we watched it. And we watched it. And that is the only episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette that Sarah and I have ever seen. Yes. And it was quite the one to start on. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was extraordinarily good television. It, it was so interesting. It really was. Because it, like, made you feel so sad for yeah. these people in, like, a lot of ways. Yeah. Because I was like... Well, because we went in thinking it was just gonna be, like, oh, ha, the ha, drama, ha. like, yeah. haha. But it ended up being, like, I was, like, genuinely, like, sad for them. Well, yeah, because, like, so what happens in a Spoilers. nutshell... Spoilers. Who... I hope none of you watch it, just for hey. your own sake. hey. Let them watch what they want to watch. Fine, you can watch it. We watched it. Don't, whatever. Don't bachelor shame people. I'm... Re- whatever. For another time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so basically, they're down to, like, the final three girls, and so they do fantasy suites. So they're mm-hmm. in Portugal, mm-hmm. and they each go on, like, one... They, like, go on a date with him, like, all day, exploring mm-hmm. the Portuguese countryside. Yeah. And then they... If he wants to and if he invites them to they go and like stay the night in a suite mm-hmm. together and the cameras are there for a little bit and then they go away and it's like oh do they have but sex the whole shtick is like oh are we having sex and then for him it's especially a big deal because yeah. they're like virgin so he has the one date with the one girl it goes great they didn't have sex in the confessional she was like we weren't as physically intimate as i had wanted but it's fine and it mm-hmm. was like that's very funny and then he had the date with the second girl, and he was like, I am in love with her. But then she revealed, like, my dad doesn't approve of this. Yeah, no, well, he in the revealed... previous episode, he, in the previous episode, he had met her family. Yeah. And he basically asked her dad, like, 
Um, like, if it comes down to it, do you have your permission mm-hmm. to marry her? And he was like, well, that doesn't sound very sure. I'm not going to give you, like, pre-permission. Yeah, he basically said pre-blessing. No. He basically she said says no. no. And, and she did not know that. She didn't know and that. he told her. He told her, and she was very upset by yeah. it. And then, she was very upset, and they flew her dad out. To for the drama. Portugal. For the drama. <laughs> and he was basically like, you need to be 100% sure if you're going to do this. Like, there should be no doubt in your mind. Which I think is terrible advice, personally. Well, uh, yeah. And I think it was a really interesting conversation they had later that night when they were talking about it. Yeah. Because I understood where she was coming from in, like, not wanting to, like, dive in too fast to yeah. something that wasn't right at that point. Yeah. Moment. But also, he was literally saying, like, all relationships, like, go at different paces just because your parents knew it from the first moment they knew each other. Like, my parents met in 10th grade and didn't start dating until college. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they have a horrible marriage because they didn't, it wasn't like love at first sight. Yeah, because her dad was saying, like, when I married your mom, there was no doubt in my mind, which Mm -hmm. I think is, like, an unrealistic thing to think. Because who isn't going into a marriage or a long-term relationship mm-hmm. with, like, at least some worry? Yeah. Like, that's impossible. Like, yeah. relationships are hard. Of course like, there's the gonna whole, be like, some worry. Like, wedding day, jitters day, like, no, j- j- oh. <laughs> jitters day is yes. wedding day. No, but, like, that whole that whole idea of, of wedding day jitters, it makes sense because... It's a big deal. No matter how much you love this person, no matter how much you know that marrying them is the right thing to do, it's still, like, it's... It's a, a lifelong commitment. It's a lifelong commitment, and, like, this is the symbolic and also legal yeah. <laughs> time that that is being, like, set in stone. Yeah. And, and not that weddings and marriage is, like, inherently very powerful. Yeah. Inherently, that, but for a lot of people. But the, but the symbolic value of it, and just, like, the knowledge of, like, this is legally binding now, if yeah. I want to get out of it, it's, it's gonna, gonna take, take work. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, basically her dad was, like... I don't like this. And so then she and the guy later in the night had this very long conversation where she was basically like, I don't want to, like, tie you down to this because I'm not ready and, like, in the end, I don't want you to choose me. And, and she, then she was like, I'm going to leave. Yeah. And she was like, I don't want you to choose me because, like, what if I end up saying no and, like, you could have had one of these other girls. Like, I want you to get what you came here for. And he was like, but I love you. Like, he, you could tell that he's, like, genuinely in love Oh, he was, like, shaking. He was actually shaking. Yeah. And, he and was she like, was like, stop shaking. He was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah, he was like, I love you. Like, I'll go as slow as you want. Like, anything for you. I just mm-hmm. want you to whatever. And then she left. I think she's going to come back. But anyway, it was so sad for a multitude of reasons because, like, A, you can see that he obviously, like, loves her Mm -hmm. or cares about her very deeply. And she Mm -hmm. cares about him. Yeah, she cares about him a lot. But, like, it just wasn't working out. She's just not there yet. And so, like, that was sad. But also it was sad that they were, like, manipulated to be in this situation and put on camera. Well, because, like, they did agree to it, but, like... Yeah, well, and, like, the part where, like, you, like she walks away at one point and then he walks in and they both like come back and um like at one point you see him walk away or her you see her walk away and it's clear that she's talking to a producer yeah like she's talking to them and because apparently like there are producers that like handle certain yeah it's like each producer has like five girls to manage yeah and tell to be dramatic and like she was genuinely very upset and yeah. so, like, she went to the producer, and, like, I know, this wasn't in the episode, but I, they shoot, they showed it in, like, the previews for the next episode of, like, um, at one point, you see Colton, like, after the whole fence jump thing, which we'll get to in a second, um, but after the whole fence jump thing, like, he's just, like, hugging someone, sobbing, yeah. and that person looks to be a producer. Yeah, I'm sure And so, is. like, I'm sure you, 
like get some sort of like bond with these people because like Maybe. they're with you during this like really weird yeah time plus and... they're there to try to gain your trust right but yeah i was i was just for me it was weird because i've been in a breakup that's kind of like that mm-hmm. where like i was willing to like wait and mm-hmm. like make things work and then the other person was like no i don't want to hold you back and uh, whatever anyway mm-hmm. so for me i was like oh fuck this is like too real <laughs> so that was sad but then i was also like i know they agreed to this but like does that make it any easier for them to like deal with something like this on right. tv with a bunch of people just watching right. them but then it was so riveting yeah that i couldn't not watch it yeah like, it was, like, I think at one point someone said, like, you can't write this shit. Like, no, like, you can't. You can't. Like, it was so emotionally charged. And it seemed, like, that's the thing about reality TV is it really seemed so real. Like, maybe he's not as in love with her as he was putting on. Like, maybe it mm. was just, like, the trick of editing a lot of the stuff, but it seemed so yeah, real. Yeah, well, and that's the, the thing, too, about, we haven't even gotten to the French jump yet, whatever. Um... The the thing about, like, reality shows like this is that, like, you can make fun of them all you want. You can critique them from the standpoint of, like, this is heteronormative and that is not good. Or, like, you can, you can critique the way that they even, that they, um, that they treat the people on the show and that they treat their lives as, like, something to exploit. But with that said, at the end of the day, a good reality TV show is so entertaining. Yeah. And that's part of the problem, is, like, this, this like, cycle of exploitation, the cycle of heteronormativity mm-hmm. that's pushed by shows like this, in part because they wouldn't totally work the same yeah. if they were queer, just because of, like, the logistics of things. Yeah. Um, it just keeps pushing that, and then it keeps pushing this idea of, like, this is what a perfect hetero... Yeah. Like, this is what a perfect relationship looks like, mm-hmm. and, like, this is how things should proceed... And people watch it because it's so interesting. Well, people just love watching people. It's yeah. why, like, YouTube and, like, vloggers are so interesting. It's because people mm-hmm. just fascinate people. Yeah. But anyway, so basi- so she leaves. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They have this very emotional conversation. They're sobbing. He's shaking. And then she gets up and she's like, I, I need to leave. Like, yeah. I'm leaving the competition. Yeah, like, like she gets in the car and she goes. Yeah. And then he is, like, standing there. And he, like, goes up to a room or something. Goes back to, like, the fantasy suite. Yeah, like, and then you stay. can hear him, like, through the door. The cameras, like, follow him. He, like, kind of pushes one away. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, in the room. You can hear him because he's so mic'd up. And he's, like, you know, I'm getting out of here, whatever. So he, like, runs down the stairs. He tears his mic off. Yeah, he, he rips his mic pack off. People are following him. Like, cameras are running yeah. after him. Like, producers are running after him. He rips off the mic. And then he goes to, like, get out of this area, and there's this very tall white fence. And he just jumps And it. he just, like, vaults this fence. <laughs> and then someone, at some point, is like, get Chris, because that's the host. The host is Chris. Someone just goes, get Chris. <laughs> and so then Chris is walking behind him and kind of... They had to wake Chris up, mind you. He was sleeping. Chris. And then I think, I'm, I'm sure what they did was, like, when the drama, like, started happening... They woke him up. They probably woke him up, but he had to, like, get dressed and stuff. Well, yeah, I'm sure and, once like, they were, like, knew she was leaving, they woke yeah. him up and had him ready. But he was a guy kind of following because he's also colton's wrangler yeah like he's the host but also the wrangler of the bachelor oh, yeah yeah um so he was kind of like walking after him was like colton come back and then he jumped the fence and then chris goes he jumped the fucking fence <laughs> it was funny and then, that's why we watched it because just like the absurdity of of this moment that we were seeing on the internet and then they lost him 
They found him eventually. They found him eventually, but they're in the Portugal countryside. As they said on the show, into, he van, I think this is a quote from the show, he vanished into the Portuguese countryside. Yeah. Also, John Mulaney just tweeted that quote and nothing else. Oh my god. it was iconic. (laughs) Because it's, it's nighttime, it's dark out, they're in the middle of nowhere in Portugal. I'm, I don't know, did he have his phone on him? Like, probably not. I don't think he was probably allowed to have his phone. Probably not, yeah. At that point. He just, like, leaves. And by the time they get the fence open, they can't find him. Yeah. And so they are literally, like, yelling for him. Like, like he's a lost puppy. I think, and it was like he was a dog. (laughs) And then there was, like, and I swear this is, like, the best timing ever. There was, like, a barking dog in the background, so it made it, like, creepy. Because there was just, like, a lone barking dog in the background. And I was like, this is insane. Kayla thought the barking dog wasn't real, but it was. But it was just too good. Because I was like, there's no way. But Chris was like, oh, yeah, there's the barking dog. And I had heard the dog bark earlier. I know, but it was just too good. Yeah. So, anyway, that's why we watched The Bachelor. But, yeah. It was And, but, like, I also, I totally feel for him, like, he couldn't get away from the cameras without jumping the fence. Oh, no. Like, he, yeah. And after that, you would want to get away from it. Right. Like. And it's, like, I think part of the thing with this show, like, is, like, we can critique the people about, like, you know, you knew what you signed up for, and I think to some extent they do. But, but that doesn't take away how hard it is to deal with it. Like, yeah, and you can't anticipate that this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, if you're going in optimistically, you're like, yeah, it's going to be easy breezy, I'm going to date all these women, and then narrow it down to one, and then she's going to love me back, and it'll be great. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think there's an assumption going in, which I think is also hard, is, so there's this assumption going in that all of these 20 women really like this guy, and then yeah. he has to pick the one that he likes. Yeah. But you don't think about the fact that these women are also, like, meeting him for the first time, yeah. too. So, like, well, and that was you assume of... that they are all impartial or, like, just waiting for him to pick them when mm-hmm. they also need to pick him back, but no one right. thinks about that Like, part. they're kind of just, like, currency, where it's just, like, I'm gonna, this is gonna be the one that I'm gonna buy. Yeah. And she's gonna belong to me now. Yeah. Well, Which is, it, you know, yeah. marriage. Well, it's, it's, assumed, <laughs> Historically. it's assumed that all of them want him. Yeah. And that they are just trying to court him, and he doesn't need to court them back. Right. And so, like, on one hand, it's like, well, yeah, I'm sure they all find him attractive. I'm sure whatever. But, like, also, part of the issue with this girl, what, what, what's her name? Cassie? The one that left? I think it's yeah. Cassie. Um, she's so pretty. They all are. I know. No, we didn't get, he didn't even, so the end of the episode with him jumping the fence, he hasn't even gone on the date with a third girl yet. We don't know where, he's gonna, like, is he still gonna go on the date with her, or is she just, like, chopped liver, like, oh, he got his heart broken last night, so I'm screwed. I don't know, but I feel bad for her. Um, yeah, Cassie. Um, but she, well, that's, I wasn't listening to anything you just said. I just felt bad for the third girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, (laughs) she didn't even have her date yet. I know. Um, but Cassie... Part of her issue was that her, like, what her dad said to her was making her kind of second-guess things because she wasn't totally 100% all in yet, and she felt like she had to be. And, it, like, that kind of proves that, like, there's this expectation that they're all just already in love with him because mm-hmm. he's because, cute and tall. I yeah. don't know. But, I mean, love is a two-way street, so I yeah. hear. Yeah. <laughs> so I am come to be told. I don't, that wasn't a sentence. I... I'm in so much pain. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, especially, like, for me, Mm -hmm. because, like, 
Yeah, as a, as a demi-individual, unpack this for me, please. I cannot imagine. Because, I mean, I sup- No, because, like, I've dated people that I didn't know at all. Like, I met online. Yeah. And so, you know, you go into it, complete strangers, which these people do. Mm. But, like, also, I was the only one dating them. It yeah. wasn't like there was 20 people and there was the expectation that, like, both of us needed to like each other, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like... You know what's interesting that I it's just... It's so fast! The, the, the interesting thing that I just thought of is this idea that it's monogamous normative. <laughs> because it's basically implying that, like, in the end you're gonna choose you're gonna one. You're gonna choose one. And yeah. you can't have more than one. There can't be... Like, this is, jumping back to this idea of, like, this is what a relationship should look like, is, like, one man, one woman. Mm. And it's, the the fact that he's, like, dating 20 of them at the beginning is, like, almost seen, I think, by some people as, like, this, like, comedic thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, haha, like, he's dating 20 women and now he's yeah. gonna pick one. Or, or when it's The Bachelor, it's like, oh, lucky him. Yeah. Whereas for The Bachelorette, I feel like there's, yeah. there's probably a double standard there. But, um... It's just, like, it. it's really reinforcing these ideas of what a relationship should look like and the timeline it should follow. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, for, I'm, from my perspective, like, I just, I could never. Like, it's so, fa- like, I, what's the timeline that they shoot on? Do you know? It's some number of weeks. Like, it, I just can't. Yeah. Even imagine. Yeah. Because, and I, like, I wonder if the reason that a lot of things, these things, like, don't work out mm-hmm. is because these people, like, truly think they do love each other because, like, the But whole, they're just living in a book. Because the whole atmosphere of the show is, like, oh, so much love. Mm-hmm. Like, here's all these, like, crazy experiences you're going to have, like, jumping yeah. out of a plane together. Yeah. And so it seems real, but then you go back into the real world and you're like, oh, people were, like, pushing me to feel this yeah. way, so of course I did. I definitely think that's part of the problem. And also the fact that, like... You have to make snap decisions. Well, they're not totally snap decisions. They kind of are, though. Like, every week you have to get rid of someone, or sometimes people just leave. Yeah. Um, I guess this season I think several girls just were like, I'm done. Yeah. Which, I originally thought, like, oh my god, that's crazy that they just left without being kicked off. But now that I think about it, no, it's not. They just realized, like, oh, I don't actually like him, so I don't need to be here. But, like... thinking about it the initial reaction is like oh my god they just left especially like i don't know as a demi person like the well as a demi sexual person the idea of like the the fantasy suite thing like you're expected to kind of have sex at that point Mm -hmm. is like scary to me i can only imagine for a demi romantic person Mm -hmm. that this would be like it wouldn't even harder yeah to be like because then the romantic feelings wouldn't even come mm-hmm. for a long time. And so, like, the setup just doesn't work. Yeah, well, and I think also just, you know, you this isn't... The way it's set up is just not real at all. And so, yeah. like, it just makes a lot of sense that they often don't work out because, you know, this... Also, just, like, the sheer proximity. And, like, mm-hmm. the fact that, like... If he's if 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 he's kicking someone off every week, that means he's making decisions not about this person as an individual, but about this person in comparison to other individuals, mm-hmm. which 
I mean, I don't date, I don't, <laughs> I, I've never had many suitors at once, I don't know how that works. Like, obviously you probably would want to pick the one that you're, like, most into if, yeah. if you want to be in a monogamous relationship and you have many suitors. Um, but I just, it just seems like kind of like an unhealthy way to choose your life partner. It's also like, when you're actually dating, it's not like... You know, you have, like, one bad date, or you're not feeling it for mm -hmm. a bit, and then you just, like, end it permanently. Like, when yeah. he kicks them off, like, there's no chance of them yeah. being together ever. I mean, unless I mean, he, I, after the show's over, is like, I'd take it back, I want to. But, like, that would be wild. Yeah, that and, would like, be wild. I don't think it feasibly could TV. happen. Yeah, but the press, I feel like the amount of publicity there would be, like, would just ruin that well, relationship. Well, Ari last semester, last semester, oh my god. Last season, Ari like oh, proposed yeah. to one girl and then he took it took away. it back and proposed to another. He took one. it back like weeks later. Yeah, like weeks, weeks later. Yeah, it was bad. But like, realistically, when you're dating someone, you could just be like, "I don't want to see you right now," or like, "Let's take a break, take a break," or like, "Not go on a date for a couple weeks." Yeah, not like I am never going to see you again. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Well, and also, I, something I was thinking about, just because they like showing so much kissing, um, and, like, the, the conversations, if they're not juicy enough, they just show the kisses, basically. Yeah, I There's so much kissing, and I get that, like, I mean, not that everyone has to have, like, an emotional connection to even have sex, but, like, and kissing would be even less so, I would guess, but it's just, like, that's a lot of people to be kissing, and my ace brain is just, like... That's so many. Yeah, they the they do like make out and kiss like a lot of I'm people. sure they encourage them to. Yeah. Well that was what I was thinking is because obviously when you watch the show, like all they show is like kissing and they do They cut together the juicy stuff because it's yeah, too Yeah. But like so it they makes have me to think make a story that these people the girls are like at least the contestants because they are fighting for T V time. Like obviously mm -hmm. the main person, the Bachelor Bachelorette, is going to get a ton of TV time. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, like, for people that really want TV time, because yeah. some people do go on the show for publicity. Yeah, a like, lot of people do. Because a lot of girls, especially, get famous after they're on. Yeah. Like, you know, famous. Like, like, they go they go on the show, and, like, sure, they want to find whoever, but they're really there to stir up drama and make a name for themselves. Yeah, and it, it works. It works. So I wonder if they just, like, you know, are extra, like kissing and whatever because they yeah. know they'll get on tv and that makes the relationship even more fake yeah because then it's like are do you really want to pursue a relationship with me or do you just want to get famous also just the idea that like people who go on that show like they're not doing it because they're interested in you yeah they're doing it because they're interested in a relationship yeah and they like when they looked open, at you and were like, okay, And, yeah. like, I think when they open applications to be a contestant, yeah. I don't think it's announced yet no. all the time who the person applications is. Applications are already open for next season. Yeah, and it's not confirmed who it is. So, like, that, it's clearly not for that person. Mm -hmm. I would... Because I know they were, t they were talking about the women tell all. They were making right. fun of this one girl for, like, always, like, because they, when they have dinners, they'll always, mm -hmm. like, toast each other. Mm -hmm. And the one girl always had... What, what is toasting to... 
to uh, oh it's like when what's when you raise a glass and you just clink like, them and then you, you say raise something a glass nice. and you like say something like, i know a lot of cultures do that but i also know that there's different words for it oh so okay. i just i just yeah, want to make sure you like raise your glass and you're like to my happiness and prosperity and continued love forever so anyway, they do them at the beginning of, like, it seems, I guess, from the way they're talking about it, like, every meal. Yeah. And they, like, make them do it. Yeah. And so the one girl was, like, really awkward about it and, like, always giggly and couldn't do it, which makes sense. It's yeah. awkward. But, like, so even that is fake, like what you're saying, Ben. They plan activities for them. Mm-hmm. I know the one girl that he did the fantasy suite with, they kept yeah. talking about, like, oh, we challenged each other. You know, we went skydiving together. Like, that was so bonding for us. But that wasn't their choice to do that. I mean, I'm sure they okayed it, but it wasn't their but idea. But, like, how bonding is it really when it's not like they came together to do that on their own volition? Yeah. It's like they're talking about these experiences that are the basis of their relationship that they basically had no say in. Which is, like, it's not real. It's just manufactured love, and manufactured love does not always make it in the real world. Nope. It's just absolutely wild. For you, is it, like, extra wild, do you think? I, honestly, I don't think so. Because I grew up in a heteronormative world where these are the norms, and this is what is shown to be, you know, what should happen. And... I've lived my whole life not identifying with what is shown to me of what, you know, these relationships are and what things should look like. And so this is just another one of those things where it's just like, there's that thing that I guess people are into, you know, like it's, it's not, it's, I mean, it's been going on for like 15 seasons. So it's, it's not a shock to me and it's not, I feel like everything that, comes up that it's like oh it's straight people doing weird straight people things again like it doesn't it doesn't phase me because i was raised to believe that that was you know that was the norm yeah and i just exist outside of that norm that's fair it just seems to me that like for an arrow person that doesn't want to date that mm-hmm. the bachelor or bachelorette is just the exact opposite of your life well i think the interesting thing um, is maybe maybe why you have a more visceral reaction to it than I do is because your experience directly contradicts what's on The Bachelor. That's true. Whereas my experience just exists outside of that. That's true. Because you're just I like... don't have any experiences in dating or anything, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And so, like, there's no contradiction. It's just I can't relate. Yeah. And yeah, that's fair. And so I think that's why you, you might have a stronger reaction than me. That's fair, because I can relate things to experiences of my own and be like, that's completely different, or that's, mm-hmm. like, really similar, but for you, there's no relating at all. Yeah. Hmm. Which is why it doesn't phase me, because I'm just like, ah, straight people again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Aloes again. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I would say that's my reaction to that. Now, I was thinking, I was like, okay... If there was an A's version of The Bachelor, what if there was, like, a QPR version? I said that when we were watching it. I was like, I want a QPR version of The Bachelor. But it's just like, but, like, what if you all just become friends? Mm -hmm. You just have a new friend group. (laughs) I think they should make a Bachelor for friends. But you don't have to kick anyone off unless they suck. You can just be friends. Yeah, you could just, like... You all live together. It's like Big Brother, I guess. I was going to say, isn't live that together just Big in Brother? a house. And then when pe- it's just Big Brother. When people suck, you kick them out. That's Big Brother. I've described Big Brother. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, now I'm just thinking of other, like, reality shows. I mean, 
this is... <gasps> you know what's another wild one? Survivor. Because it's wild. It's in the wild. Get it? No. 90 Day Fiance. Or like... Oh. oh did, have you seen like... It's like marriage or love at first sight where these people... The, the, their, yes. their wedding is the first time they see each other. Yes. And they force them to stay married and live together for a certain amount of time. That's wild. Because it's, it's interesting because like... That makes me think of like arranged marriages. Yeah. But that's... Arranged marriages is often, like, you don't have a choice in the fact that you are getting an arranged marriage. But a lot of times you do have a say in who you're... It, de- it least, depends. It yeah. depends, but at least these days it's, I think, becoming more common for people to have a bit of a say. And it's generally not some rando. It's usually yeah. someone that your family knows. Yeah. And, like, you, like, either be like, yes, I'm okay with this arranged marriage, or you grow up knowing that you're going to get yeah. one. Um, whereas in this case, you are just choosing to marry a rando. Mm-hmm. Like... You're just, like, throwing a dart into Times Square, mm-hmm. and whoever it lands on is Times Square is a risky place to do that, because there's weird people in Times Square. Yeah. But, yeah, and then they, you know, have cameras in their house, and they force them to live together. There's something mm-hmm. also called 90 Day Fiance. Maybe that's the same show that I'm thinking of, and mm-hmm. they, like, made a new... I don't know. Something for it. But that stuff is very... Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid is a great show. I... Here's my thing about that show. It's very entertaining. Would recommend. So they, these, a man and a woman go mm-hmm. into the wild. Also very heteronormative because. But, but not sexualized. He, no. Because here's the thing. Okay. So a man, often, I think usually, a man and a woman go into the wild mm-hmm. naked and they have to survive for however many for days. For like 30 days, they have to get to an end point. Yeah. So it's kind of like Bear grills, you know. Yeah. But you, you can, you can tap out, but the goal is to not tap yeah. out. <laughs> but when I've seen several episodes mm-hmm. and a lot of times one of the per- people that goes is like my boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife like doesn't want me. It's like, it's cold. So you need to like Well, it depends, body where, it depends where you are. Yeah. But the ones I've seen, it's like they need to like body. I, I usually see them when it's warm. Together for warmth yeah. or whatever. And then they're like, oh, but my significant other doesn't want me like touching Mm. you or whatever and i'm uncomfortable with this but it's like you came on this show knowing yeah what are you doing yeah well i think the the one thing i do like about that show though is that it is at least by the creators of the show not sexualized in any way like yeah okay they blur out like your bits yeah and your lady boobs but like that's not their fault (laughs) that 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 you know free the nipple whatever um, but that's, it's not the producers of the show. And maybe they do want to cover the nipple of their own volition, but... But even if they wanted to show them, they couldn't. The network wouldn't let them. Yeah. Um, and, but I think, like, they're, cause they're just naked, walking mm-hmm. around. Yeah. But, like, they're never sexualized at any point. It's mm-hmm. always just about survival. Survive, it's like, yeah. it's like back to the basics of humanity without the sex basics. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, fun. a lot of the episodes I have seen, they do struggle with, like, oh my god, they're naked. Or, like... When they first meet, because they'll, oh, like, they feel walk very towards each other on the yeah. beach, they'll be like, oh my god. But, yeah. Like, a day in, they're like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, another Survivor, mm-hmm. the, the the TV show Survivor, mm-hmm. I feel like there's always weird relationship stuff happening on that show. Well, the thing, yeah, I feel like a lot of times they show, like, I haven't watched much, but I've seen some clips of, like, women will try to, like, flirt with the guys mm-hmm. to, like, get them to on their side or, like, to mm-hmm. make... Uh, what do they call them? Alliance. Alliance. Or whatever. Or, like, in one I was watching, this guy just, like, walked around naked, and they were like, oh my god, it makes me so uncomfortable. Or, like, if you go in to the show and you're dating, you don't want to tell people, because then they'll assume you're an alliance, and it's, like, mm. the drama. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. So there's always, which I think, I don't, that I don't mind, because it's, like, 
it's a very strategic game. It's very strategic. And so, like, doing that kind of stuff is, like, yeah, if you want to win, like, game. do it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of times the most savage people win Survivor. Mm-hmm. Boston Rob, it took him four seasons, but he finally did it. <laughs> Boston Rob. Um, <laughs> I don't watch Survivor anymore, but I did when I was a kid. I have never, like, watched a full season or anything. Oh, it's, it's a wild time. I know, I want to, but it seems like it's just so late in yeah. the game to jump in. Amazing Race is another reality show. It's always in pairs, which I get the pairs, but also, like, it's kind of assuming certain things about relationships. Mm. You know, yeah. that's also a good show. Um, yeah, I just think, so what are, what are our final thoughts on, on The Bachelor? Um, I mean, it's good TV. It is highly entertaining. Very entertaining. And I mean, we saw a particularly good episode. Yeah. But I know people who are obsessed with this show. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like, my... (laughs) Did you know I'm in a feminist class? No. Like, my teacher, she, like, loves to watch it Mm -hmm. and to, like, hate watch it. There's a lot of articles in the communication studies literature Mm -hmm. about The Bachelor and, like, why it's so addicting. Some people hate watch it. Some people just genuinely watch it. And, like, the culture of, like, you and your female friends getting together, having Mm -hmm. wine, and drinking The Bachelor. Drinking. (laughs) Drinking The Bachelor. Like, watching it every week, like, that culture is very interesting. It is definitely um, marketed at women. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hard. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But so I think, I mean, it's very entertaining. It's very interesting, the whole phenomenon. But Mm -hmm. it is extremely heteronormative. It is something that, like, as an A-spec person is... Mm -hmm to me completely contradictory i think to you just completely unrelatable yeah yeah and so like i think it's interesting to look at it from an arrow ace perspective because it's just like mm-hmm. well, some of the furthest stuff away that you could get i think yeah and i think part of the thing with me too is like i've i mean i've never watched the bachelor i of the reality tv shows that i have watched in my day they've never i've never been into the ones that are about like relationships and stuff Mm -hmm. which makes sense yeah but also the watching the bachelor is seen as a very feminine thing and that's something that i've been trying to get better at but especially when i was younger i really wanted to distance myself from being seen as too feminine yeah you didn't want to be like that Girl. I didn't want to be that girl. Like, I didn't want to be girly. I didn't want to be seen as weak. Like, well, I wanted to maintain, like... I think it's also, like, the idea... When you picture a woman or a group of women that watch The Bachelor, a very mm-hmm. particular yeah. kind of woman comes to mind. Yeah. Which is problematic. Yeah. But... And so I, I distanced myself from that group. Not not that I had a huge, you know, urge to watch The Bachelor in the first place, but, like, there's a certain, like intentional step away from Mm -hmm. being seen as too feminine whatever that means um and so it was interesting watching it and being like this is so fucking entertaining Mm -hmm. like it was riveting yeah (laughs) and yeah and like part of the reason why reality tv is such a big thing is that it's cheaper to produce blah 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 but like people watch that shit is good. People hate watch it. People love watch it. Like, any type of reality TV. Like, yeah. I love a game show. I mm-hmm. love... My boyfriend's house has been watching every season of Hell's Kitchen, and let me tell you, I used to think Hell's Kitchen and Gordon Ramsay sucked, but... Oh, Gordon Ramsay's I, a gift. Hell's Kitchen is such a good show. He yells at them constantly. It's incredible. Gordon Ramsay is amazing. I am obsessed with him. Hell's yeah. Kitchen is good. My dad is judging me for watching it, mm-hmm. but it's good. 
seeing seeing the shows that Gordon Ramsay does with kids. Oh, so oh he's so good with. Kids. I like watching him with his own kids because yeah. I think he's stupid <laughs> yeah. and it's funny. Yeah. Um. Great British Bake Off. Oh, the most calming, amazing show ever. Fantastic. Um. But yeah, I guess moral of the story is The Bachelor is super heteronormative and there are a lot of things that suck about it, but God, is it entertaining. Yeah. That's that's the end of that. Uh, what's our poll for this week? Do you watch The Bachelor? Mm-hmm. One, A-spec, yes. A-spec, no. I was gonna, I was gonna ask a little bit more specifically okay. of like... One, yes, I watch it because I genuinely enjoy it. Two, I hate watch it. Hmm. Three, I have seen it. Four, no, well, some people probably don't have access to it. So that has to be an option, too. Well, we only have four options. Then we'll, we'll skip the sometimes. Then we'll just say, three, no, four, I can't watch it. So it's, it's, it's just like, have you ever? Not like, yeah. do you watch it every week? But yeah. 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 I don't... Would I consider that a hate watch? or what? I think my instinct tells me that I want it to be a hate watch because I want to distance myself from still... Like, I still have that instinct to distance myself from being seen as I would, too girly. I think I would still consider it hate watching for me because I'm not pleased that I like it so much. Because I know how problematic it is. Yeah. But I think I think the problem with me is that I, I, I'm not sure how much of it I don't like because it's problematic, and how much of it I don't like because of the associations that I have with it that are that those associations are problematic. Yeah. So you know, whatever. I would say I do probably hate watch it though because well, I'm just like, what the fuck? Because well, also like you hate to love it. Like the way we're talking yeah. about it, like it's a like, you know guilty pleasure. Like, yeah. I don't want to be enjoying this. But it was so but fucking it's entertaining. So good. We were genuinely so sad after watching that episode. Oh, it and we was, felt so bad for both of them. It was so sad. I um, was I was like, I didn't need a blast to my own past. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh yeah. But okay. So our poll is is it gonna be the second the my poll? Yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. So have you ever watched The Bachelor? One, yes, and I genuinely like it. Two, hey, watch it. Three, no, four, I don't have access to it. And maybe I'll, like, do an open tweet about, like, as an A-spec person. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Um, Kayla, what's your beef of the week? I came up with some beef of the week just now when we were talking about game shows. My beef of the week is that Alex Trebek has stage four cancer. It's so sad. And listen. Alex Trebek is the host of Jeopardy. Yeah. Jeopardy is a game show that I used to have no interest in. But Until our house started watching it every single weekday. And... Wow, it's a great show. It's just, like, trivia. It's just trivia. And here's the thing about Alex Trebek, is I have complained, many complaints about Alex Trebek. for some reason doesn't like Alex Trebek. Well, the thing is, he's just, like, a dick. Like, he just, like, makes fun of people on the show and, like, makes, like, really dry, sarcastic remarks at people and, like, clearly has no interest in these people. Isn't Which, like... I feel like you do the same thing, though. Not, like, to just random people on the street, but, like... You make fun of people. do it if I was, like, okay, but these are people he does not know. That's his brand. I don't know. Well, it is. So I'm always just like, oh, he's such a dick. Yeah. I hate him. And I don't really hate him, but, like, he's such a dick. Mm. But now I feel bad for thinking that. He has stage four pancreatic cancer, I think. Which, I looked it up. 
5%. Really? And three, he, five five year survival rate yeah. is 3%. And he, in the video 2%. announcing it, was like, I'm going to beat it. It's fine. And I was like, I love that you think that, but I just don't know, Alex. Like, there is no Jeopardy without Alex Trebek. He's know, been doing it for so long. I He hosted a different game show before that, a very old one really? with cars. Yeah, my hmm. mom likes to watch it. Um. Also, he was like, he's like, I... I can't stop doing this. I still my legally have three years in my contract. <laughs> so funny. Um, um, but yeah, I think I there there is no Jeopardy without Alex. It Dubai. is really sad. I'm sad. Um, what's my beef of the week? My beef of the week is I've been getting these headaches that travel up the back of my neck and then Jeez. around my head into like my eye socket. And what? <laughs> Why me? Hey. Yeah, I should probably get it checked out. But probably. if anyone's a doctor and wants to oh my God. diagnose me, okay. All right, well, you can find our poll or tell us about your beef of the week or send your good wishes to Alex Trebek <laughs> on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. Um, we also have a website, SoundsFakePod. What else do we have, Sarah? I'm getting there. Okay. SoundsFakePod.com. And on that website, you can find links to all of our other social media, which now includes Instagram. Wow. Instagram.com slash SoundsFakePod is where you can find us. We're just out. Yeah, we t- we fun. took some pictures. We took very official, fancy pictures. I edited them. Edited them. Sometimes I just look at them because I just really look yeah. like how they were edited to look. You're welcome. Thank you. Um. So yeah, we're gonna. Also, we've started posting our little um, like sound bites. Little sound from bites. So um. So those will be on Instagram. So hit us up. Yeah. I think I might also try to put the polls on, like, Instagram stories, too. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to see about that. That'd be interesting. Keep a lookout. Yeah. They might be there. We've been posting some little stuff to our stories. It's fun. Um, Yeah. So we can be found there. We also have a Tumblr. You can email us. All sorts of fun things. Hit us up. Um, we also have a Patreon, if you want to give us your money, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. Our $2 patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanne, Alice is in space, Amy, Austin Siegel, Anonymous, and Quinn Pollock. We have so many patrons. I know. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Estrita, Dakota, Austin, Landry, Finney, Perry, Fierro, and Jeannie, who I know. Mm-hmm. She's my aunt. It's Sarah's Hi, aunt. aunt Jeannie. <laughs> yes. She listens. Thank you. Thanks, Mel. Why Hi, else Jean. would she give us money? My mom bought us microphones. She doesn't listen. It's because I told her not to listen. She doesn't need to hear about my sex life. Well, she gave us an excellent sponsorship. She did. Um, our ten dollar patrons are Kevin and Tessa, who can be found on Twitter at Dirty Uncle Kevin and at Tessa underscore M underscore K, and Sarah Jones, who can be found at Eternal Lolly. I always want to read it. Aoli. Eternal Lolly everywhere. Um, and Arknes, who would like to promote the Trevor Project? Yes. How wonderful. And our fifteen other patrons are Nathaniel White. You can find his portfolio. In a fi- I am trying to talk to you fast. Incredible. Nathaniel J White Designs dot com and our anonymous donor would like to promote Spring. Yes. Cool. Also, just like thank you for such great responses to last week's like yeah. poll and episode. Hi, and new people! If you've even made it this far, yeah, maybe you just follow us on Twitter and then we're like, I'm good. Yeah, but. Like, our question from last week truly blew up. There were some really cool answers and mm-hmm. really insightful things, so I'm going to try to build out that resource page in the next yeah. month or so, you know, school. We'll, we'll hit you with that TED Talk at some point. Yeah. So, thank you guys for that. That was very... Yeah. And thank you already for so much love on our Instagram. We have, like, 60 followers. Wow. We're almost to 500 followers on Twitter. I can't believe we're famous. 
I can't either. Honestly, wow. it's a blessing. All right. <laughs> well, thank you again for everything. Thanks for listening. And tune in next Sunday for more Rest in Your Ears. Until then, take good care of your cows. <laughs>